I'm trying to think of what to talk about. Spider-Man. This is the final final installment of the Marvel series. Yeah, we're going out with a whimper. Hello, and welcome to the Zero Stars Podcast, a podcast about Marvel movies and dogs. My name is Bob. My name is Matt. And what is your dog's name, Matt? My dog's name is Annie. Oh, a new addition to the family. Yeah. And once she's more comfortable, I think she's going to be a pretty a good guest host. Third host. Yeah. yeah. We'll get her, Third chair. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get her a chair. We will get her the mic that she needs. Yeah. Which, a dog mic. Yeah. She's a mic a, for dogs. She's right now extremely quiet. Um, she seems honestly bored by this. Which, yeah, which is, I can't blame her. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, today, I forgot my mic stand. Yes, yeah, so you were emceeing this <laughs> thing. You were the Marvel MC. <laughs> it feels like I am at a wedding yeah. introducing the bride and groom. <laughs> it's very strange to watch you I'm just this. standing here. No, I'm not. I wish I was standing. Yeah. I'm sitting here with this held in front of my face. And so if, if the audio goes in and out, uh, that's why. <laughs> So enjoy that, people at home. If you get up and start pacing in the middle of this, I wouldn't blame you. I kind of feel the the need to, but yeah, it, and I, I'm sure it's very strange to be holding it like that. It, it is. is actually in many ways stranger to watch you because of like the association that I have with someone just holding a mic. You expect me to break into song? I I, I expect you to like definitely like pause for laughter at certain points. I do that anyway. Yeah, I have true. to cut a lot of them out because there's no laughter. Oh. <sighs> Um, <laughs> so Matt, what did we watch? We watched, um, Spider-Man Far From Home, The Adventures of Yellow Dog. Okay. So this is the final Marvel movie in the, I don't know, initial phase. It's, I think it's in phase three. Or so there's we call three this phases. like the, the Iron Man saga. I think it's called the Infinity Stone saga. Okay. I want to yeah, say. Yeah, I think it is called something like yeah, that. Yeah. Even though like we don't actually get to the Infinity Stone. Oh, actually, no, we get to it real, real early, I guess. If the I Infinity think Stones it. factor in. Pretty much pretty, right away. Pretty early. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's as soon as Captain America, I guess, is the first time that yes. we really get that Infinity Stone we, we action. We touch that Tesseract for the first time. Yeah. It is um, It is interesting that we have gotten all the way here. I know that they have talked about the idea that, like, Phase 2, for instance, ends with, um, uh, with Spider-Man Homecoming. So okay. they they view that as being kind of like the capper, right? Interesting. The, so I, I think that, I hadn't put that together. Yeah, because I think that like the that phase two is like Age of Ultron and then Spider Man Homecoming. That seems correct. Yeah, and so I think that, that that was like the capper on phase two, and then phase three, which is the longest of the phases, you will be shocked to know, um, is uh, it now ends with uh, Spider Man Homecoming as like a sort of epilogue. Spider Man Far From Home. Far From Home. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. The similarities in names. I'm not sure if it's actually working for them or not. Eh, I kind of like it. I I like Homecoming a lot. I, Far Homecoming from home. is a great name. Yeah. Far from home. What's like? What are they going to do next? Uh, I don't know. The real lesson of this movie is that taking Spider-Man out of New York is a bit of a losing game, unless he goes to like Dubai or something. You need yeah, skyscrapers. You need the big buildings. Yeah, yeah the big need... buildings are very helpful to Spider-Man. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I, let's let's get into this recap and kind of talk about and, how we feel about this movie as we go along. Yeah, we should very quickly note that it has been 
three weeks since we watched this film. Yeah. I don't remember this movie at all. I also, I, I this also, movie passed through me like water. This movie was one of the most forgettable Marvel movies, which is too bad considering it was the final um the final yes. one. But at the same time, I did not actively dislike it no. because it was in many ways extraordinarily pleasant. It is a very charming movie. Yeah. It has a lot going for it. And at the same time, as we'll talk about, I kind of realized a few days after watching this movie uh, that I'm good on Marvel movies. <laughs> like, interesting. It sort of like sealed it off for me and broke the spell in a way. Whereas, whereas if it had been Endgame, actually amazing, well, yeah, yeah, and also like coming out of Endgame, I was just so enamored with it. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then this really brought me back down to a level of, huh. Yeah, you're kind of okay with it. Be, there being a break before we see Black Widow. and Yeah, and even then, I don't out. know that I'm necessarily going to be super incentivized to see those movies in the theater or anything. Like, I'll see them if they come across my... Oh, I think I think we should go actively seek them out. Well, I think it'll be fun. I, yeah, you're probably right. I, think that, I mean, I, I think definitely want to see comes. Black Widow, generally. Yeah, like, Black Widow that, is the one that I want to see. Whatever they do after that... I want to yeah. see how much they are actually able to tie in, like the original. Is one of those later ones True. the one that's going to have Kamel in it? Nanjiani. Uh, yeah, that's like, it. When he's he in like the, super ripped. The elementals. Yeah. Do you see him on Instagram when he's just posting like the cake that he eats every weekend? No. He eats like a cake every weekend. I, that dude needs to be is eating it, a lot. His cheat, yeah, his cheat days are incredible. He is a monster. Yeah. His body is crazy now. I'm very excited. Uh. Very excited for uh, like for him in that movie. If nothing else, that yeah. movie has a stacked cast. I'm sure it does. It's uh, I can't. It's it's so stacked that I can't even remember it. Angelina Jolie's in that movie. Fantastic. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I really just enjoyed. I did not think that the end of Silicon Valley was amazing as a TV show. Yeah, but his character just being super yoked and no one commenting on it delightful. Like, also, because he was like clearly bulking at that yes, time, so yeah. he's just sort of fat he's and muscular. Big dude. Yeah hilarious he's just like got that linebacker look yeah it's funny that they don't comment on it you think that they could build something out of it? i feel like that it makes no sense for that character to have ended up there so just why even try that's true um okay so we need to talk about a movie that i really don't remember and you i I remember it decently oh that's pretty good yeah so um spider-man uh far from home starts out far away from new york city in mexico 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 a small town in mexico i believe um i'm told from the wikipedia it is Ixtenco. I, would that Itenco? Itenco? Because isn't the X like a huh sound? Like like Oaxaca? Oaxaca. Oaxaca? Maybe it's a Iwatenco. Let's let's we should not even try this. I apologize. I also apologize. I apologize to I'd like to apologize to the nation of Mexico. I, I took three years of Spanish <laughs> and they have done me no good. Oh, same. Um I have been we've been to Mexico and it still that's is true. Like, we might have been to this place for all we know. We we know we weren't at this place. That's probably true. Um, uh okay. But they probably shot it in like San Miguel de Ende or yeah, something I'm, like I'm that. I'm sure. In any case, Nick wherever Fury, they shot Nick it. Nick Fury and Maria Hill. So it's good to know that uh Kobe Smolder is still getting getting her work. Getting work. Yeah. Um, Nick Fury and Maria Hill show up because they've heard that there was some sort of a weird unnatural storm. So they're like walking around the this town. The locals say that the storm had a face. Yeah, it's very scary. Which is, <clears throat> I, I actually enjoy the concept of the people say the storm had a face and then we don't really see it. Like, that's good. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like that. It's a little it's a little unnerving. It's a little weird. Yeah. Um, and they're walking around all of a sudden, like, I think a wind picks up and it gets, like, kind of freaky. And then out of nowhere comes Jake Gyllenhaal yes. wearing, like, green 
armor? It's a, yeah, and a purple cape. In a purple cape, he looks like a crazy person. He does. He's. I'm going to say this right now, and I might regret it later. I do not think that the costume. He's. Gonna, he's playing Mysterio. Let's just get this out of the way. Dude's but at playing this Mysterio. point, we don't know. We don't that know he's that. Mysterio. No, we don't even know. His and name. if you're me and you really don't know who Mysterio is, yeah, you don't know the twist that's coming. But go ahead. Yeah, he's he's playing Mysterio, and uh, the adaptation of Mysterio's costume is about as good as I think they possibly could have. Oh, I, I actually yeah. think it looks kind of cool, and we'll, we'll talk about like yeah. where this dude claims to come from, but I think it fits into that. Yes, definitely. Um, and I think that like like a lot of people, I think, are, are going to be identify this dude as Mysterio up front. I think that the, the, the movie does interesting things with how it tries to kind of sell you on that, even as you know that he is, that Mysterio is traditionally a bad well, guy. Well, and you know that this dude is, you, we will learn that this dude's not on the up and up, but yeah. I, I kind of bought, to a certain point, the line that he was selling. Yes, um, and it, it, they do it really well right out the gate. Agreed. Because it, for me, I was like, wait, this dude's here and he's helping? And he just like, so he just, like, like the wind's picking up and he just pops up out of nowhere and he just looks at Nick Fury and yes. Maria Hill and he's like, you guys don't want to deal with this. Yeah, um, he's like, I got it, essentially. I got, yeah. And then he like jets off to fight this thing and he can fly. Yes. We should note. He's like, very powerful, it would he, seem. He's like shooting, I don't know if he does it here, but he can shoot like lasers out of his hands. Yeah, just like energy. He's yeah. just shooting energy he's, out. He's, he's able... not Captain Marvel, but he is... He's powerful. Yeah, he's, he's a powerful like man. a powerful magic man. So we see, the, yeah, we have a new magic man uh, There's in town. a new magic man on the streets. This, uh, they're they're, they're going to try for some Doctor Strange stuff later. Um, his name, so we should also say that Jake Gyllenhaal's character's name is Quentin Beck. Quentin Beck. Quentin Beck. It's a good name. Yeah, I think it's a very Everybody good name. Everybody calls him Beck. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, in New York City, at the Midtown School of Science and Technology, it, so uh, it's the year, end of the year where uh, these kids are, but these kids are all nerds, so they're not like, yeah, summer. They're like, man, I wish that we could do something educational. I wish we could all hang months. out some more. Yeah, especially Peter, because as he's telling his friend Ned, he is really into... MJ, right? Yes. Yeah. They, she goes by MJ now. Who? Went, she does. She went by a different name. She did. They obscured that she was MJ at in the, the first and movie, and then they revealed at the end that yeah, that yeah. she is. Um. So Peter is like really into MJ. He's got like a big crush on MJ, but he doesn't. He hasn't told her how he feels yet. So he wants to tell her how he feels. Luckily, there's a really great opportunity coming up. Oh, and what is that, Matt? They are all, um, all of these smart kids, basically all the Quiz Bowl kids. Yes. Are gonna... All of our favorite characters from the previous Spider-Man yes. movie who conveniently all got snapped. So yes. they all remain None of the them same age and now are in the grade that they would have been in three years prior or whatever. Or five years. Five, five yeah, years well, five past, years prior yeah. in, the, in the future. Um. Or was it three years? How I, think it was was it? I think it was, it was five. five? Yeah. I think it was five. I think you're right. Uh, I, yeah, I can never remember. Um, so anyway, they, uh, <laughs> they're they all going on a trip to uh, Italy, and to all Europe. There's a fun bit of scene and then, setting and, here. And from Italy, they're actually then going to go to Paris. Uh, yes. And, so, and it's in Paris that I think that Peter intends to make a romantic gesture uh, befitting MJ and, uh, at the Eiffel Tower. At the Eiffel Tower, and he's going to gift her a like. Um, he's going to get a Venetian glass necklace because Venice is known for glass work. Yeah. He's going to get the glass work necklace in Venice. He's going to give it to her at the Eiffel Tower, and ideally, he's going to get kissed. It's Think, nice to have crossed. these kinds of stakes. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, this is, this is what the movie does really well. 
all of a lot of the high school stuff, almost yeah. all of the high school stuff, I think is actually very strong. Yeah. And is the best part of the movie. Yeah. Um I think it's worth noting this whole sequence also kicks off with um, a memorial to Tony Stark that is done in like PowerPoint. Yeah, that in, is, like, in like iMovie. Yeah, and it's, it's all like got like the wipes presented as being part of like a high school TV, like AV club TV production for yeah. like inside the school, and that actually introduces us to two concepts. One that there are characters who were children when the snap happened who are now five years older yeah and now are in the same grade as people who were older than them when they got snapped yeah like our all of our returning cast members. right so that means that we learned there is this hot dude in the grade who yeah. used to be somebody's little brother but now he's just a total stud he's just like grown up like yeah yeah just full-on hot kid hot full-on hot guy yeah <laughs> <laughs> Can we, can we cut me saying hot kid? No, I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm definitely keeping you saying hot kid. You got to learn how to edit if you want to get rid of that stuff. I deserve it. Um, and then the other person that we meet is one of the hosts of this inter-school TV show is this girl who seems kind of nerdy. We don't know her yet, but we will get to know her. Yes, we will. I don't remember her name. Um, I'm sure we can find it really quickly. She's a, she's a classic... Um, character in the in the series where is it this is gonna be more somewhere blondie uh betty brant betty okay. brant so yeah there's this girl who's hosting the thing and her name's betty brant. yeah who's hosting like this it's like the morning announcements yeah exactly so okay peter's planning on what he wants to do and he's he, really keen on not being spider-man he on needs this a trip. break from being spider-man i mean he's dealing with tony's death i think that like he's dealing with like a lot of responsibility he doesn't want to be spider-man and i think that like this is kind of shown to us in that um aunt may is holding a fundraiser yeah and she because she now knows that peter is spider-man she invites uh she or she has peter come she and conscripts. like scripts conscripts peter to come and like kind of like glad hand a bit this scene is very dissonant to me because no one reacts strangely when spider-man has the voice of a yes of like he talks a, of openly. like a teenager yeah yeah and that's very strange uh it's it's, it's very disconcerting i know i i completely agree that the, it's strange that people don't respond oddly to that it's frankly weird to me that peter parker like he could if may knows spider-man it doesn't take a super genius to figure out who spider-man is no so the idea that like everyone involved in Spider-Man's orbit and Spider-Man himself would allow this to happen especially, seems insane. Especially considering something that comes to light later that like is treated as a major revelation. It is very strange to me that he's playing so fast and loose with his own identity. Totally agreed. Um, um, but, but he's he's kind of like not into. He's kind of not into doing it. He's just kind of tired. And we find out uh, that Nick Fury also wants to get in touch with him. And how do we find out that Nick Fury wants to get in touch with Peter? Great question. So happy. Happy Hogan. Hogan. I always forget his last name. Played by John Favreau, director of Iron Man. Uh, and Tony Stark's former friend and assistant? I mean, yeah, he was like he was like Tony's... Um, Best friend and kind of, I chauffeur? Butler. Yeah, yeah, I guess like chauffeur, yeah, chauffeur is technically the term. So, I also like the idea... Yeah, go ahead. Occasional jet pilot, I think. Yeah. Anyway, everybody's a pilot. Oh, yeah. Um, he shows up and he has a phone and he's like, Nick Fury wants to get in touch with you. And Peter's like... I'm just not going to take the call. And Happy Hogan's like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that to Nick Fury. But he really can't make him. Yeah. Meanwhile, he and Aunt May 
making eyes at one another. Yeah. There's and there's Peter, a connection Peter notices there. this. Everyone notices also, this. Also, clearly like, they are not subtle. John Favreau has been playing the long game. He started off this entire the entire Marvel franchise just so that he could get a romantic lead <laughs> alongside Aunt May. <laughs> Marissa Tomei. It, it is an is, improbable yeah. pairing. Let me tell you. You look at John Favreau and you look at her and you say, "Woo!" Especially John Favreau was getting a deal. I feel like John Favreau is also like ten years younger than she is, or something. That's not maybe not true. I don't know if that's true. Mm. If it is, he doesn't look it. No, <laughs> no, I don't think he does. Anyway, so it, he isn't. He, I don't think he's aged with the intention of being in front of the camera. And yet, and yet, he keeps being in front of is. that camera. Yeah. Um, no one else would step up to play Happy Hogan. <laughs> Well, it was funny because I'm sure that when he did cast himself as Happy Hogan, it was like a lark. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he I never mean, anticipated that 23 films later, he would be a major character. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's also, it is, considering this is the final, uh, the final, I don't know, installment of this, uh, of this, like, the Infinity Gauntlet series that he kicked off, it is nice to see his presence here. I, and actually, I, I found it, I, I like, I think he's very good in the role. Oh, I think he does yeah. totally fine. I yeah. have no issues with John Favreau. I hope, that, I hope they get together in real life. Again, that would be an incredible deal for John Favreau. <laughs> I, I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> if I'm being honest, quite, quite honestly, I do not believe you. Yeah, exactly. Um, You're like watching a dog play basketball. There's oh, precedent. Oh wait. Uh, okay. We so, both look at Annie. Uh, yeah, we both just looked at the dog. She is asleep. Uh, yeah. This is totally uninteresting to her. Okay, so our heroes board a plane, and when they're getting on the plane, Peter notices that the young guy, the the young kid who is now hot, the hot boy, (laughs) is sitting next to MJ, and he's like, I gotta fix this. Is that... Yeah, so he like exchange, he makes this plan with Ned, where Ned is going to um, say that Peter has an allergy to uh, like perfume or something, and he goes, he go, so he goes over to MJ and like asks to switch, but their teacher, played by Guilfoyle, uh, yeah, Martin Starr, Martin Star, um, who who is <laughs> easily the best part of this movie, incredible work, oh my god, incredible work, and it's been so long since we've seen him not play a dick because yes. on Party Down and Silicon Valley he's just an asshole, yeah, and it's fun, like don't get me wrong, he's great, he's fantastic at that, but, but this man has range, yeah, this let's man has to, range, let's and not deny him that range, oh god, he is great. So, anyways. He's like, Peter, I also have a bunch of allergies. We'll sit together. Yeah. So he snags Peter. Hot guy gets to sit next to MJ. And, and Ned is made to sit next to Betty. Right. The girl who was doing the morning announcements. Yeah. The girl was doing the morning announcements. And they, he's like, he like uh, opens his laptop and starts playing a game. And just like, she seems to not be into it at yeah. all. Um, and Peter like brought like this headphone jack that like would let him listen splitter. to the splitter so that he and MJ could like watch a movie together. And yeah. Instead, now he's watching it with his teacher. And <laughs> also, this allows Martin Starr to reveal to us <laughs> that when the snap <laughs> happened, his wife pretended to be snapped <laughs> to get away from him. Which is maybe this. One of the best jokes I think in the about, entire MCU. I think about it all the time. I, I will know. I will just be it's taking so a good. shower and I'll just suddenly think about how hilarious that is. The delivery is so good. Oh man. Oh, Annie love loves it. it too. It got Annie up. <laughs> she's oh, she's exploring the space. She's exploring now. Mm-hmm. Um she's a big Martin Star fan. Is she gonna get back down? Uh there's a there's another Martin Star sequence, I think, in a little bit that we will want to discuss. Yeah, a lot of winners on that. 
Uh, okay. So they, they they take this flight, and uh, they get off. They get off, and they're in Italy. They're uh, going to be heading to Venice. And as they get off the flight, Peter is waiting for Ned. And Ned has under Ned has this entire time been like, if you want to get with MJ, that's fine. But I thought this was going to be like a bachelor's. Yeah, trip it's just like two the bros two, two bros in in, in, in Europe. Yeah, in Europe, yeah. Um, so Ned gets off the plane. <laughs> I don't know how to describe this and make it actually funny because it is just like it's when you hilarious. were watching it, it just it, this all works. It is so, so charming, so funny, and just such a classic like teen comedy yeah. joke. Ned gets off the plane and he and Betty are now in a relationship. They're in an LTR <laughs> yeah. or. Yeah, for sure. And they've they've known each other for like three hours. They have a lot in common. He's dressing like a dad on vacation (laughs) in Europe. And the two of them are like getting each other coffee. And it is hilarious. It's very good. It is a good joke. And now like Peter is feeling more alone than ever and more isolated than ever because MJ and uh, and hot guy are uh, vibing. His only friend is a man whose wife (laughs) tried to escape from him. And used a world clodicism in order to yes. in order to get away to get out of her marriage. Oh man, it's so good! Oh, it's so good. Uh, oh, all right, a tragedy. Um, okay, so um, they're in Venice, Italy. In Venice, you know, Venice is pretty cool. They're yeah, wandering around. Nice. Um, Ned is having uh, a great time with his. Uh, with his new girlfriend, new Peter. Peter is like kind of like trying to have conversations with MJ. We also let's not forget that Flash is also there. Remember Flash Thompson from the last one is the kid who is always ragging on oh, Peter. He's called, a jerk. Call him Penis Parker. <laughs> also a very good yeah. joke. Oh, these movies are very good with the jokes. Yeah, they are. Um, Flash Thompson is also here, and uh, there's the the running theme that Flash is like a big fan he of Spider Man. Loves Spider Man. He loves Spider Man. Um, and hates, hates Peter, Peter <laughs> which is just delightful and like it's it's like the easiest thing in the world but it is never not charming um the dog is distracting us because we're we're wondering what she's going to eat she apparently doesn't like to, to eat anything that's not food oh that sounds good um i'm not i'm not concerned about her she's just gonna smell stuff all right uh so flash is there flash has also started like an instagram following he's his thing in this movie is he loves spider-man hates peter and wants to be an influencer yeah and so, so he's always like streaming and stuff yeah and he's got he's got a uh very influencer life current um so I, I like flash i'm glad that we have addressed the flashes there too even though i don't think that he plays into the narrative at he all he really doesn't no but like that's what's so good about much of this movie is just like the 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 things that surround the narrative and the narrative itself is, as we will get to shortly, like kind of weaker. The, the um, jokes and stuff are funny. Like, the jokes are which, so good. Which does a lot of work. Yeah, like there's a scene that during this when they're all like exploring Venice and uh, Martin Starr is out there like uh, like trying to get like, like get his camera to take a picture like uh, oh. to, to set the timer on his camera. Do you remember Cause this sequence? Because he's alone. Because he's alone. And it's and he so won't ask good. He's some of the best physical comedy I've seen in a long time. He drops it in the river. Well, he's, <laughs> but he... Well, not the... He dro- yeah, he drops it in... Like in, the like, canal. The canal. But there's like there's this moment where like he seems to have it and then it just like escapes oh, his hand is, again. It is beautiful. Oh, he he's really steals this movie. Um, but in any case... <laughs> and our hearts. Let's while, be real. While they're all walking along, we see this shot of like these like currents running through the canals of Venice. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, erupts this giant 
water creature. Yeah, and the effects on this water creature are pretty awesome. I thought very it looked impressive. really cool. I thought the water was very, very cool looking. Yeah. I thought it was real. Convincing could, water creature. <laughs> convincing water creature. I think that they refer to it as a water elemental. Yes, I believe everything is but an it is like here. It is like this monster that is made of water. It immediately starts destroying things it's still, around though, Venice. It, it takes the form of a man and punches things. Yes, because this is the, the limits of our imagination. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it is just destroying. <laughs> that water's got a face. <laughs> it, it destroys like San Marcos Square. Yeah, and it's, it's just like crashing into basilicas and stuff left yeah. and right. Um, and Peter doesn't have his Spider-Man outfit, so he's like kind of like I think he's got his web shooters in, so he just like kind of makes do leaping around. He's trying to like he's trying to keep towers from crumbling. But wait, is it is this where he realizes that he has his suit, that Aunt May packed his suit? Without oh, him knowing? right. Aunt May did pack his suit. Yeah. So I think he, he does put on the suit. Yeah. No, but he doesn't He doesn't put it on yet. Because remember, he puts on like a mask because he doesn't have it with him. Oh, so he puts on yeah. like a Venetian mask to yes. like hide his identity. Yes, and he's yes. like leaping around. Um, in any case, it, he's having trouble. Like, is Spider-Man fighting a water beast? Spider-Man cannot defeat a no. water elemental You need some sort own. of elemental energy. Maybe a the magic The spider man. gets washed down... When the rain comes down, <laughs> is my understanding, <laughs> uh, is what happens to spiders. Is that when the rain comes down? <laughs> the rain down ca- down came the rain and washed the spider. Out. Uh, we know that this is science. Yeah. So it's the great the the, the classic study on Einstein, spiders and water. Einstein conducted that, and this is what we know. So obviously, uh, he's not going to win. No, they're natural enemies, and it, yeah, water beats spider every time. Um, but luckily, Quentin Beck shows up wearing uh, yes. his, his fishbowl head and uh, and is manages to subdue this water creature. Yeah. Um. And he thanks like Spider Man for his help, and then like absconds. Yeah. Like sp- jets into the sky, and yeah. everybody swoons. And Peter just like catches up with his friends, and he's just like, "Did you guys see that?" And Whoa. everyone's like, "Who's that magic man?" And Flash Thompson's like, "Spider Man would have done really good here too." Yeah. Um. And Peter's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. And then he, they all go back to like their hostel. And then he and Ned go into uh, the room that they are sharing. And Ned gets hit with a sleeping dart. <laughs> yeah, gets darted. It's, uh, that, that kid is great. That kid is very good. Yeah. His physical comedy. I actually saw a picture. He has slimmed down a lot. Oh, really? And I wonder if that's for the next movie. That's that's. That's good. I what always, the internet thinks. I always feel bad when they like, like if there's like someone who that feels like they need to maintain like a certain like weight in order for film. Yeah, in either direction. Yeah, in either direction. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I mean, I feel the same way if anybody has to like maintain like muscle. For, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no matter what, if you're if you're being forced to change your physical shape for a film role, and like it's to do it once is one thing, but I mean like doing it for multiple yeah. movies for the consistency of it, like that kind of would suck. Yeah, um, there's a reason that dude's comfort eating a cake every week <laughs> as per our previous conversation yeah uh well, he, he probably can't wait either <laughs> oh i'm sure he just like wants to get out of it yeah <laughs> this flesh prison <laughs> um anyway so who darted ned uh turns out it's not nick not nicholas it's fury yeah <laughs> nice callback it's almost like you've been editing that episode yeah i have it's <laughs> interminable I apologize to everyone for the previous episode about the, the two pre- two previous. Oh God, yeah. Well, what is it called? Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Man, that thing's a slog. Yeah, that's a tough movie. Apologies. And luckily, we don't have to think about any of those characters for a long time. Like maybe until the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, anyways, Nick Fury is there, and he's like, "You got to take my calls, Peter." <laughs> yeah. Samuel Jackson is good as ever. He is. Um, 
just like threatening kids, yeah, <laughs> but making it charming comfort zone. Um, so he's he's like he's like we can't talk here. So he makes Peter grab his costume, and they like take a gondola to a secret underground, like as though there's any basements in Venice to like this it's like a wine great cellar. Point. <laughs> but yeah, it is like a wine cellar. It's like underground cellar. Um, where uh, Maria Hill is there, and Quentin Beck, yes. played by uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, is there as well, and. Basically, this serves as an opportunity for us to get introduced to him more fully. Yeah. And we learn he's like, I'm from a different plane of existence in the multiverse. Yes, he is. So this is the first that we have been in. We obviously know that there are like multiple um, timelines that that concept has been introduced in the prior film. Uh, yeah. And I don't and know if that would be related. Exactly a multiverse. But we, we also know that there's like interplanetary stuff. But like at this moment, you're just like, oh, this is how they're expanding this is what the, the, this is what the next phase of Marvel is right. going to be about. Is like this is how they make it bigger. How do you top Thanos, who is like this, who then becomes like like killed half of all life yeah. in the universe. Um, you half make of it, all you, life in the multiverse. You, you yeah, you embrace the multiverse concept. Yeah, like we, we talked it. about like you know quantum realm and stuff. So like let's get into the multiverse. And he explains that like from in the world that he's from, these elementals rose up and they basically killed everybody. So he couldn't save that world, so he came to our world to save our world. Because, yeah, the elementals somehow manipulated the fabric of the multiverse and came to our plane of existence, and so he's trying to help us avoid what happened to his planet. And in that context, I look at his outfit, and it kind of makes sense in some weird way. And that sounds insane, but it sort of does. No, I I agree. I mean, I'll tell you right now, uh, not to spoil this for you guys, but I was sold. (laughs) I legitimately was like, this is a really interesting turn for this character. I Yeah, and I... There's a funny part about it, too, where at this point in the movie, like, Quentin Beck's portrayed as being just, like, deeply emotionally intelligent. And, and extremely extrude. earnest. Yes. yes. And so you, you have this moment where you go, would we have jetpacks if we all just talked about our feelings? Is that what the, the, is that the <laughs> only difference in, magic? This, in this other plane? Is it just that they're all, like, cool with talking about how they feel and then that gifts you jetpacks and laser hands and because they're cool with talking about how they feel they can talk about how they all want to wear capes and yeah. wearing capes is normalized yes and finally we can all wear our capes. we can all wear the capes that we want uh turns out that's actually not true and- <laughs> i hate to burst your bubble we'll learn later but None Jake Gyllenhaal is, is, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is like, he wavers in this role between being like excellent and kind of phoning it in. Yes. But when he is excellent, like, I just think like, man, Jake Gyllenhaal is really likable. Dude, he is incredible. Like, I, th- I, yeah. I think he is a underutilized, like underappreciated, I guess, actor yeah. generally. I would, I would agree. And I, I think that might be because of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Or Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. That's what he I did. forgot about Prince of Persia. I think yeah. that, and that, that was that was the movie that where people were like, he doesn't have range. This dude can't. can't I think lead. it's like screwed up his career. Yeah, he can't lead because of that. Because I agree that, and the weird part about it is that the, in this movie, when he needs to be, spoiler alert, evil. Yeah. Later on, you just don't buy it. I don't buy it. But when he's like this ultra emotionally intelligent, earnest dimension traveler yeah i really buy it or something i I like like him a lot yes there is admittedly something that's slightly off about it but Um, i I appreciate that too but like yeah it kind of but it's like you feel as though that is there purposefully and like if you're kind of in the meta of it like i was being like this dude's mysterio but it's actually really cool that they're making mysterio like so part of me was like how are they going to make him turn yeah like i was like what tragic event is going to turn him into a bad guy oh interesting um that's not the route that it goes at all no no uh, so let's we'll get to that route eventually. But basically, Spider-Man's just like, 
I kind of just want to be a kid. Like I'm on vacation right now. And like, it seems like this, like Quentin Beck has this all handled and Beck is just like, I understand. Fury's like, I don't like this. You And Fury has that proprietary sense of superheroes that like right. he needs to kind of like be moving them around like pieces on a chessboard. And to try and reel Peter in, he's like, without Tony Stark, we don't have a leader of the Avengers exactly. Yeah. And then he's like, Tony Stark's successor is supposed to get these. And he gives him a, uh, and I got to say, Tony Stark always wears the dumb glasses. I appreciate that they know it because they give Peter Parker this set of dumb sunglasses that have a computer system called Edith in them. Yeah, we don't know this quite. We don't know it immediately. Right. We think that they're just dumb sunglasses. And but it's they're a sweet. gift from Tony Stark. Yeah, so you know that it's going to have access to some sort of satellite weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can assume. Uh, as, as they do. But um, at the end of this, it's like Quentin Beck's like, okay, there have been these elemental attacks. The next one is going to happen in Prague. And it's going to be a fire elemental. And Nick Fury's like, Spider Boy, you got to come with us. And Peter's like, I'm not going to do that. And then leaves. Yeah. Uh, they're because they're headed to Paris next. So he he's also bought he bought the um the Venetian glass necklace. That's so he's true. like he the boy's got a plan. So he's like. MJ man on a mission and this is like the classic spider-man dynamic right of of like he just wants to be a regular person but he also like has this with great power comes great responsibility i'm not kidding i just got a chill saying that (laughs) i feel like such an idiot (laughs) but dude the spider-man the spider-man mythology has always worked on yeah you love it i think that like like that conflict of like the idea that you have this responsibility and you just want to have a normal life yeah i live it every day What's your responsibility? I don't. I I don't. To to be a great podcaster, <laughs> yeah. I have to give the people what they want. Um, uh, but I do. I think that like it's always it's always interesting to see like that conflict, especially with yeah. like a kid, where it's just like he's just he has a crush. He just wants to like hang out with the girl that he likes. Well, w- and what it, is more relatable than that? It's funny because like when you're a teenager, you identify with that because you're like, and my life's really hard too. Yes. And that somehow the extremity of it in this circumstance seems relatable. It's it's a great metaphor right. for the complexities. I mean, the entire like spider bite and transformation of the body is yeah. also just oh, such a good puberty metaphor. Right there. I mean, it's yeah. It's it's like it's that's how it happened to me. <laughs> you just woke up one day and you were just ripped. Yeah. Uh, as as I still am now. I wait for it still. <laughs> I seek out the spiders. <laughs> there are a lot of cobwebs in this house. Um. <laughs> um let leave them be <laughs> there's a lot of cobwebs there's also a lot of uh uranium just raw <laughs> <laughs> yeah. untreated um, uh weird so uh anyway uh the next morning peter's turned down fury but the next morning they uh it's announced by martin star <laughs> that their trip uh they got up the upgraded package and they are no longer going to paris they're going to prague <laughs> Yes, um, <laughs> uh, and it's clear that Fury has pulled some strings. Yeah, because there's like um, one. There's uh, the dude who's driving the bus that's going to take them to Prague is like one of Fury's like hench dudes. Yes, um, uh, it's it's all very like cute and well done. Charming. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, so they take this bus. 
Peter's on the bus and he puts on the sunglasses just to see what they're like. And he immediately realizes that these are uh, definitely freedom of inf- freedom of information kind of uh, violating violating. Yeah, the, he can just look around at people and just learn everything yeah. he could possibly want. Like they're they're just like their personal history. He can read their texts as they're sending as they're them. sending them. And like he briefly looks at MJ and then like looks away real quickly. Yeah, just like I. But I think away. he sees that she's like texting with the hot with guy. Hot guy. Yeah. yeah. And so at w- in that moment. He makes a grave error. Yeah, he starts talking with Edith, who, of course, like, because Tony loves an AI, um, is, like, asking him for instructions, and uh, I can't even remember what. It asks, like, would you like me to... Execute or something, and he says execute. Accidentally. It's something like that. And a drone drone strike almost occurs and almost kills this this uh a, he, hot guy like a drone literally flies down and Out is of going orbit. to shoot this yeah. other student and this is the moment when the movie started to lose me this is, it starts going off the rails right here it's weird how because it, this scene it, this, it this scene is very tonally yes. strange and just like in many ways unnecessary like peter has to distract everybody so that he can quickly leap on like out of like the like through the roof and yes. like web this thing and destroy the drone and then like sit down again and it's, it's just, just a lot it's just a lot and it doesn't need to be there well and, and the stakes of it being like a drone is going to murder a kid yeah feel weirdly played yeah it's odd to me yeah it and this is this is this is you're right this is the this is the moment and this is when i like had a sinking feeling in yes. my stomach because it had been like I thought it good. was quite good. Until yeah, then. I thought it was quite good, but like it also hadn't been stellar. Right, so, but it was it was well above average. Yeah. I thought. Um, so, and the weird thing, I guess we should say as we get here is like Peter leaves this, like obviously for good reason, shaken with the power that he has been entrusted with with these glasses, yeah. and he like doesn't trust himself to adequately use because because the glasses are for what, what was the term that he he opens them up and they're for like the 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 successor to iron man or or the next the next tony stark yes i think i think that's what it is um and so he just he's like am i really worthy of being the next tony stark and he starts questioning himself as like just like teenagers do yeah (laughs) yeah only teenagers right yeah i I felt fine as soon as i turned uh 20 yeah (laughs) after that 20 onward it has been nothing but resolute progress yeah always onward always upward just feeling good just feeling positive oh dude crushing it every day no doubts Annie's wandering again. And she's identified the bag of dog food. Oh, she knows. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, at this point, we have another scene that is not particularly good um, where they stop at a uh, rest stop and um, Peter is uh, kind of like waylaid by a female agent of, uh, of Prague who... Agents agent of, of Prague. <laughs> agents of Prague. Uh, she, she seems to be. She seems to be like check or something like that yeah um and she has a um a costume for him and so they they meet up um in this like in this like kind of like side building away from where the others are stopping at this rest stop and she uh gives him the costume because they can't have spider-man running around in europe yeah it's gonna give away it's gonna blow his cover so he has to wear like a, a different costume so she gives it to him, and then she tells him to put it on. She's got that like European. There's like a play on the idea that the Europeans don't care. So she's like, strip, like take your clothes off, take your clothes off, <laughs> see if it fits. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so he's like naked in this room with this stern military woman. about about to put on his uh, his new spider duds. Duds, when, spider duds. When uh, when hot guy 
just yeah. like walks in, supposedly looking for the bathroom, walks in, sees Peter there. Peter turns and says, it's not what it looks like. And this dude, in a moment that I still don't fully understand, yes. takes out his phone and takes a picture yes. uh, and then leaves. <laughs> And then, well, he's like, I'm going to tell, I think he might even just say, he says, I'm going to tell MJ. Yeah, like, MJ and needs to know. There's like, and so like after that last scene, then there's this scene where it's just like, why is this woman telling him a boy to strip even to put on a Spider-Man uh, I mean, outfit? Like, does she need him to see if it fits? Like That, I don't... that scene, yeah, I think that's what she says. And that scene, I actually have like no problem with like conceptually, like this idea of this stern European person doing that because yeah. like there's like humor to be mined there this is a classic but then vein. when you combine it with this just like it. hot guy who has seemed perfectly nice they've, up until up now. until this point they've played him as being actually totally cool yeah. and peter's distrust of him being unfounded in just, right. just jealousy and yeah. which i like actually yeah, yeah. way more if that oh, dude's actually cool i agree in the ant-man's new husband kind of way where it's like there's a yes. there's a hostility and then he was like actually we but, should just be best bros but like maybe yeah maybe people aren't just like bad guys or good guys yeah exactly <laughs> you know, like, so um anyway but it he's turns a bad out, guy yeah this dude's a bad guy peter like rushes out and he's like that's not what it looked like and he's like i'm gonna tell mj and he like turns to me and he's like you think i didn't i didn't notice that you're like going for mj i'm going for her too um and peter peter is just like please don't show her that picture <laughs> because he's like you were you were visiting he was like implied that he was like visiting a prostitute or something yeah he he acts as though he is found peter with, with a, a prostitute with a prostitute which really doesn't make a ton also, of sense knowing mj's character she seems like a very like sex positive person who would support you know sex work and maybe i'm not going to speculate know. on the opinions of sex of a bunch of high schoolers but hey that's just me <laughs> I don't know, we were all high schoolers once that's true um She's at the very least a lot. She's (laughs) she's at the very least presented as being extremely progressive. She is. She is definitely progressive. She's cool. Um, And definitely, like I think that there are are, like multiple references to her being a feminist. And I think that the nicest part about these movies is that MJ is legitimately a catch. Yes. Yeah. And seems like her own person thoroughly, as opposed to somebody who is just like into Peter. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just a side effect. You know what I mean? It doesn't really play into it. It's yeah. just she's just cool, and you are like, yeah, she's obviously the she's, cool girl yeah. here. Uh, anyway. It works. It all works well. Meanwhile, we should also say that Ned is sitting with uh, his girlfriend his on bae. all these trips. Yeah. So the, and they, it's going well. Oh, they they are deeply in love. I yeah, I believe in it. Um, I know this one's gonna last. <laughs> um, That's right. So uh, Peter is is very nervous. Um, and at this point. Uh, doesn't he like erase it from he erases the picture the picture becomes a non-issue almost immediately because he erases it from the dude's phone yeah using, i using think actually edith. this is where he uses edith to like read everyone's phones and then he erases it before yeah, and mj accident- can text him and then accidentally calls the drone strike we got it backwards the drone strike happens after oh, okay because he like yeah, he like yeah. says execute and he means execute the yeah. uh the removal of the picture from That's the right. dude's from the dude's phone when in fact then the thing sends down the drone god this is so stupid yeah see, and, this, well, see is, this is how inconsequential the whole the, thing and that's is. it because it's totally encapsulated right there yeah because he deletes the photo the guy's like mj i got something to show you and she's like okay show me and he's like oh it was right here where was it, it was and like, what I did you do this makes her not like him I, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just it makes it's like it's like they need to within like ten minutes make us not like the hot guy, well, and, and also needed, make us not trust or make make Peter not trust yes. in his ability to handle Edith. That's the, the most sun, important the part of this se- this section is that yeah. he has to think that he's not worthy to be the next Tony yeah. Stark. So anyway, they uh they get to they get to Prague. <laughs> 
Prague title card. Um, so at this point, they do like they're just looking around in Prague. Yeah. There's a Ferris wheel in a town square. Ned yeah. and his uh, well, they're all supposed to go to the Beyonce. opera. So so like Peter is like accepted oh, the fact that yeah. he's going to have to help. Uh, back with the fire elemental so he tries to get everybody in somewhere safe so he like they all end up like the kids all end up going to the opera except for um, MJ sees that Peter sneaks away because Peter needs to help back with the fire elemental and so she goes after Peter and um, don't Ned and Ned Ned and Betty also go after Peter and there's also this moment where the hot guy is like watching them and you're like okay maybe this is going to continue to be a wrinkle and then he just doesn't go. No, and that's it, like the it end goes of his, nowhere. That's the end of his narrative, basically. Totally. Um, okay, so Ned and Betty go to this carnival, um, and they like everybody loses Peter. MJ is kind of wandering around. Peter is like wearing this new like um, like spider black suit that's like spider yeah, suit. black spandex type stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, it has like weird goggles too, right? Or it something? does. It has like circular yeah. eyes. Um, and Ned and Betty like at, are, like get on this Ferris wheel. The fire elemental shows up and starts like as it, was foretold as by was foretold. Quentin Beck. Yeah, he knew. Um, and because uh, the, like they're and Shield is getting these like readings that of like energy energy readings from various places. So right. they, like this reinforces Beck's like saying like it's there it's going to be in Prague next. And they're like the readings say so. <laughs> uh, the energy readings are off the chart. Energy. <laughs> Uh, uh, so this thing, the, the weird thing about this fire elemental, as it is just like destroying stuff, is that it just keeps getting bigger as it consumes. It eats metal. Yeah, it eats metal. And so right, it's trying it to is. like eat metal things in the environment. Beck and Spider Man are fighting it. It's trying to pull down the Ferris wheel. So we have a little bit of tension where it's like, is it going to kill Ned and this girl? Definitely not. No, there's no. Uh, way. They, they but, can't let go to that comedy goal. <laughs> Whoa! I mean, I mean that seriously. That sounded sarcastic, but I I love them. They're they're some of the best parts oh, of the movie. Oh, I thought you said that they they couldn't go. I thought you were saying that it would be comedic if they died. I oh, got no, confused. No, no. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, like, oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> whoa! Uh, no, I love that. I love um, those too. Yeah, they're my favorite. Um, my favorite couple on the Citadel. So at one point, something strange happens. Exactly, where, and it's uh, not the doctor. It's not the doctor. Where uh, like the um. Spider-Man at some point like interacts with something by the Ferris wheel and like we see this electrical like fritz and some some sort of like piece of like electronics goes like flying through the air and skitters to a stop in an alleyway where MJ is watching all yeah, of this. Yeah, like right next to her. And we don't see what it is, but she picks it up. Right. Um meanwhile, Beck seems like he he's like the only way to defeat this thing is if I fly into the heart of yeah, it. Yeah, he's like so I, he's, no, he I, he explicitly is like I need to do what I should have done on my planet, yes, which seemingly is to fly into the elemental, yeah, and then blow it up from the inside yeah. with like pure energy. It's so a he's choice, like, man. So he's like, I, so it implies that he is about to sacrifice himself to do this, exactly. So, um, and like everybody now knows who this dude is because he was all over. He's all been all. He's gradually like garnered a following. Well, and this is why he is called Mysterio, is because the. Italian media was calling him Mysterio. Oh, that's a, I didn't even pick up on that. That's interesting. Well, and when they first they first try to call him Mysterio, they're like the media is calling you Mysterio. He's like, oh, don't call me that. And then yeah. he like in this segment he like adopts he it for owns himself. It. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so he like does this thing where he loudly announces like this is what he's going to do, and then like flies into it and blows up the the thing and destroys the elemental yeah. inside of it, and he survives. He's actually fine. He's actually he seems he should have he really shouldn't have done that on his home planet. We yeah. think yeah, it would it, it seems, like, seems it, like it didn't hurt all that. Yeah, much. it was fine. So um, Ned and Betty are safe. MJ has some new fun weird electronics that she found, and Peter is just like exhausted, and he's just like very impressed with Beck. And the media in Prague is calling him the night monkey. Yes, I forgot Worth about that. Worth noting. Yeah, Peter is not, they, they, he does not look exactly like Spider-Man, but he looks like a monkey. <laughs> yes. Um, um, so at this point, another Beck, baffling scene. Yeah, this scene, this dude, is the scene that actually broke it for it's me. It's so weird, because, okay, so and Peter they, and Beck are like yeah. having this moment in the wreckage of this fight. Yeah. And Beck's like, do you want to get a drink? <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> They are just like in a bar full of people. Everyone else in the bar is totally calm. Is totally calm and ignoring them. I mean, nobody is acting like a fucking lava man that was taller than a building just ripped down a Ferris wheel in the town square. And I know what the reasoning that we're we're going to reveal in a second is for why this is the case, but it doesn't work on multiple levels. It makes no sense. So yeah, so they're there, and you're like, what is this distance? Why is everybody not like freaking out? And why yeah. is everybody calm? And like, they're these two superheroes are just sitting here, and they're like in Peter, their costumes. Peter, Peter takes off his his hood. Or his mask. Both of them are just standing there, or sitting at the bar in yeah. their costumes. Peter, who, again, this movie goes out of its way at certain points to remind us that Peter's secret identity is very important that for various sh- reasons. he should keep it a secret. And that he should keep it a secret, whereas here he is revealing that he is Night Monkey to all of these people. Right. Who, and- Night Monkey who operates exactly like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> like an internationally re- yeah, regarded... What, what spider... I mean, what monkey has ever shot webs? I would like real. to know. Yeah, show, yeah, they, me, they've show got, me that monkey. They've got vines. Um, Bring that monkey to me. Uh, so um, they're just like he's drinking a Shirley Temple or whatever. Beck's having a Beck. <laughs> uh, if they didn't do that, that's 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 a miss. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know if you can get it's the probably license. a Heineken. Um, <laughs> uh, so they're having this conversation, and Peter's like, "You know what?" And he looks at he looks at the glasses. The Edith Peter. Glasses. It's worth noting Peter is not phased by the people in this bar no, not being re- responsive and it's also that's, strange that's because the important thing we'll, we'll talk about like why this is fucked so, up after we reveal what's yeah, actually going on because like I actually still don't fully understand how this works but yeah. go ahead okay so Peter is like looking at the glasses and he's like you know what these say that they're for like the, the, like the next Tony Stark and that doesn't necessarily have to be me and he was like looking at Beck and he's looking at like Beck, Beck's virtuousness and also his like his ability to just like you know sacrifice his make cape. sacrifices yeah, and so he's in this awesome cape, and so he's like, maybe I'm don't need to be the next Tony Stark. Yeah, and maybe. so he gives Beck the glasses, and Beck is like, no, 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 like he hasn't like try it on. First, I think what happens first is that like Peter's like, hey, you want to try them on? And Beck's like, no, no, no. And Peter's like, no, try them. And then he sees Beck wearing them, and he's like, you're right. And I think they're they're like they do like it's like Peter. There's a good theme here where Peter has yes. just lost a father figure, and now he's found an older brother figure. Yeah, and it is very you feel Peter wanting. Mm-hmm you know, to in, to have this person in his life in mm-hmm. some way. Um, so he gives him the glasses and Beck eventually accepts and Peter's just like, all right, I'm a kid. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. And he like, he, he like just walks out, still not wearing his mask. And then Beck just kind of like leans back on the bar. And I think that like he like then turns around and he's just like, all right, let's wrap it up. And all of a sudden, all of the people, or not all of them, but a lot of the people in the bar disappear, and we realize that they were holograms. Like, the whole bar was a hologram. The entirety of it. Was, oh, really? I believe that the entire thing melts away. 
Okay. I mean, that, that could be two. There are some people who are real. And as we will learn later, these are Beck's associates. Um, and we learn that Beck, uh, along with some of these associates, were former employees at Stark Industries who were disgruntled and have used some of Tony's technology, which we had seen previously in uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, when he like reenacted his own memory of his own youth. Yes. Using this hologram technology, right. that they are now using this hologram technology to stage these incidences where then Quentin Beck can pretend to be a hero who comes in and saves the day, but it's all holograms. So they have a army of drones, and this is the clearly dr- the why drones they interacted like, us, they introduced us to the idea of drones earlier. Yeah. But there are all these drones, and every drone has a projector on it, and then they all fly around wherever Quentin Beck is, and that allows them to project things that seem like they're moving, and also exactly. do damage to the real world. What doesn't make sense in this scene that you were like alluding to is that Peter... We understand that this is like so. Maybe this explains like why everybody just seems calm despite like what's happened. But Peter um, does not react. That's what I don't get. To and any like, of this? And how it makes did they no sense. go to the bar? Right? Because like the bar kind of doesn't exist. Yeah. How did they go into the like? Like what was he physically interacting? Why with did how Peter much... feel safe taking off his mask? And so then I go like, does Mysterio have? some sort of mind control power like was t- was uh peter parker like hitting the head real hard maybe did i did i miss that i don't think so it's possible it's very it's very confusing i find it like very disorienting Annie does as well she's, yeah she she's, just discovered the mirror she just found out she there's just a mirror discovered in this house. the mirror yeah it's she's still confused <laughs> uh is, she's like is this place twice as big as i thought it was no <laughs> there's a whole nother room through here and another dog Seemingly, oh, she seems also eh, disinterested. Yeah, she is getting used to space. Um, okay, so we now know Peter doesn't know who Quentin Beck is, but we know who Quentin Beck is. Um, and he, well, the thing that he says is that he's like, I will become the world's greatest hero yes. by creating an Avengers-sized threat. So, like, the elementals are sort of a warm-up to introduce the world to the idea of Mysterio. Yeah, and then he's going to have a final conflict that is so great in scale that the world has to accept that Mysterio protected it. And I think that, yes, exactly. The interesting thing about this is that, like, with the death of Tony Stark and Captain America's, dis- you know, gone... Seeming, seeming disappearance. disappearance. I, that is, it's actually they, they quite a good as question. Though, yeah, they treat it kind of as though he passed away, but it's like, he's actually just an old man. But, like, there's a vacuum, right? So there's a hero vacuum with the disappearance yeah. of these characters and that, that Quentin Beck is trying to fill. As we understand the time travel in this universe, do, do people know... Captain America lived like does do history books now do history books change and have Captain America having lived through the 50s and yeah. 60s and 70s and it's just and like 80s. and he got married yeah. and had a cool life I that's that's a very good question okay. I don't know <laughs> um I you have to I will accept this lack of knowledge Kevin Kevin Fiji yeah I'll have to get in touch again all right so this turn my calls Kevin this is the part where like this uh this is like kind of loses me a little bit Peter goes back to the hotel he runs into MJ um who's been kind of like wandering around he's like and he like works up the courage to um to ask her to go on a walk with him yeah and I think that is this where during that fight the necklace broke am I making that up or is that later maybe that's later probably I don't even remember like 
this the movie really starts to lose me at this point. Yeah. They go on a walk, right? So um it's really it's kind of sweet. They're they go on a walk and they stop at this bridge and they're just it's yeah. like very it's very beautiful. Um and then he very beautiful. He's gonna he, I, I actually can't remember this part very well. So basically MJ reveals that she picked up this thing that came off of out of the fight. And she puts it down and it like runs a projection of a portion of the fight. Yeah. And so it's clear that the whole thing was actually faked. And, and she Peter, also reveals Peter is putting two and two together. She reveals that she knows that Peter is Spider Man because yeah. she watches him. I think she likes him. That's great for Peter, except that he just gave an army of drones to a psychopath. Yeah. So, so six of one, half, half a dozen, dozen of yeah. the other. That's actually not how that phrase is supposed to be used. <laughs> It's close enough. Some I good, like some it. bad. I don't know. It's a lot more Silver bad. linings. Silver linings. Maybe more bad, actually, yeah. than good. It's pretty bad, because they might not live um, to figure this out. Yeah. So um, Peter is like, I got to get that guy. That's a callback to our last Spider-Man episodes. Um, it, it's a good... Callback works better when you point out that what callback. it was to. <laughs> uh, so he's uh, he realizes that he has to stop back. Um the uh he realizes that the next based on the projector he's able to see that the next uh battle is going to be for the air elemental attack which will uh supposedly happen in berlin um so he rushes to um the shield offices in berlin to tell uh fury that beck isn't who he says he is um but like he gets so he gets to the shield offices he's like with fury and then, like, they realize that, like, actually the S.H.I.E.L.D. offices that he's in are just a giant trap made by Mysterio. And um, he goes through this entire, like, he sees, like, I think Fury, like, gets shot or something like that. And he thinks that, like, so they, they've been, like, betrayed. But then he soon realizes that, like, he's just in Mysterio's. Yeah, like, Mysterio like, is basically controlling everything that Peter is seeing. And, so, like, because able to everything just, like, is holograms. It's not real. But, like, they treat it as though Mysterio is also just, like, changing the actual physical space around him in a way that does not work. It well, has, he like, that is. Doctor, but, like, how is he? Because like, the drones, if, if you impact a wall, yeah. there's a drone there. Okay. You see I what see. I mean? Like the drones are the physicality of it, but, yeah, they, but the projection is bigger than the drone, but the part that touches you is just the drone. Okay. Is All right. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. There. It's, yeah. I guess there are, I guess the thing that we have to really stress is that there are a lot. There of are drones. like thousands of drones. Yes. There's like, a like lot of a them. ton of drones and they're all projecting. So like, yeah, if you were within the drone cloud, your perception is and, of whatever the drones are projecting and they are there are enough of them that they can physically impact you in a way that would make it real. They also try to like they try to kind of address all of this by um showing that one of the there's a dude who's like an animator for the drone holograms. They're all like special effects wizards. Yeah, they're all like so these are special effects wizards, but like some things are are a little shoddy and that actually if you got rid of enough of the drones, things would maybe start to fall apart with the holograms. Yeah, it, like, there are but, limits on this technology. But right now Peter is like lost in this like uh hologram illusion maze. <laughs> And it is just like it's kind of like a lesser Doctor Strange situation. Yeah, it's 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 fine. It's you know classic like Scarecrow, like yeah, scare- like, yeah. like oh your greatest fears, I present them to you. Yeah, like they're inside your head. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like okay, um, and like he he so he eventually. Um, Why did we have accents for that when we I said that? Know. We both we went to different accents. I have no idea anymore. <laughs> 
Uh, we've reached. The, I was so excited for the first part of this movie, and now we have reached the point where like, I know this is um, a mess. So uh, basically, like Peter goes through all of this, but then he like punches Beck and like knocks Beck out, and then Fury shows up. It turns out the Fury wasn't shot. He was wearing like a um a, a bulletproof vest, and Fury is like, "Great, um, but we need to make sure that no one's in danger. Like, where are your friends? Like, like who else knows about this?" And Peter's like, "My friends know about it. Um, like MJ and so so, and they're." Um, they're going to London next. They're yeah. on their way to London. And Fury's like, great. And then reveals that he is actually still Beck. The uh, illusion the never illusion ended. Master. You and thought then, that Loki was dead, but the he, trickster god <laughs> reigns eternal. <laughs> uh, and then Beck pulls a, a real Frank Underwood and pushes Peter into a train. Oh, very Frank Underwood. Yeah. Classic Frank Underwood move. Uh, it, that actually, when he pushes him into the train, I, it I was messed up. Yeah. I was like, that is, I know that he is a spider boy, but it is the boy is also important here. They're yeah. They start to play kind of fast and loose. I feel like with the violence against children. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. <laughs> um, no, I'm like Spider-Man's physical endurance. Yes. Yeah. And just like, is Spider-Man immortal? They kind of don't care, you know what I mean? But yeah. like my impression was always that Spider-Man's bones are still just kind of bones. But that's not the vibe of this movie. No, it he he's beat up bad, but yeah. he he barely gets out. So he um he like ends up, I don't know, is somewhere in in Amsterdam, not Amsterdam, somewhere in the Netherlands. Um and he like He does. He, it, where is it? It's Finland? I don't know. I can't. It's funny cuz they it Finland? A, does he get all the way joke. to Finland? I don't know. It's a good joke where everybody is like super nice. Yes, everybody's extremely and, nice. He's in like the drunk tank. Uh, yeah. Like, cause he falls asleep. He like crawls onto the train and then like is just beat up and they're just like, this is a, just a drunk person. He's in the drunk tank and it, everybody's really sweet and like he's just like able to get out and these other people who are in the drunk tank are just like, I think we'll stay here. Yeah. It's e- everybody just, there like, meeting at like the lock um, in his hand. market and stuff yeah. is just like super charming. Yeah. He borrows a dude's phone and calls Happy and Happy basically comes in on a, on a jet. Yes. And picks him up. And Peter's like, we got to get to London to save MJ and everybody. And Happy's like, all right, luckily the back of this, um, we got a 3D printer in the back of this plane. You can build your own spider suit you and can, yeah, like we'll get you out of here. Character creator in a video game, your own spider suit. And yeah. let me tell you, Happy Hogan was able to score a PS5. <laughs> Without a doubt. And you did that whole jet to fit it in, though. Um. So, yeah. Uh, they, I guess, traveled to London. They travel to London, and at this point, Beck is like orchestrating the biggest attack of all, right? This yeah. Avengers-sized threat. And, and in the process of this, he's also going to kill the kids who know about the situation, which includes like Ned and uh, and MJ. Yeah. So um, Spider-Man shows up. He like flies in on his spider wingsuit. Um, Nick Fury and Maria Hill seem to have gathered the fact that like Quentin is not on the up and up, and it implies that they have known this the entire time. I didn't really fully understand so this. He, basically, it's like it's not that they knew it the entire time; it's that they like suspected that he wasn't totally legit because when there were the initial like power readings around the elementals it was like a lot of electricity and that would doesn't make sense it was a water guy okay yeah so they're you know just like this is this guy might not be the, yeah i i don't get the sense that they knew it's more that they were kind of observing him yeah more than anything and they like they didn't make him an avenger let's say out yes of the gate. yeah so they so um beck is like orchestrating this whole thing they're kind of suspicious does spider-man tell them 
So I okay. think that Spider-Man tells them the only important thing here. There's like this huge fight, blah blah blah. Yeah, Beck all... is on the, in the middle of like a bridge, this and... like enclosed bridge, and like and like the MJ and Ned are uh, end up with Happy in like the Tower of London. Yes, like, because they have one drone that is like coming after them. It's like the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Yeah, or there's something. like a lengthy section there. They like MJ has like a mace that she uses to like just bean one mm-hmm. of these drones, but like they're they're in danger. Um, <laughs> and clearly, and and Spider Man is just like trying to destroy as many of these drones as he can, but in the process, he runs out of web fluid. Yeah, and at a certain point, he ends up like in the enclosed space with Beck, and yeah. Beck is this saying, is like after he destroys enough of the drones to also reveal that this is a hologram. So the illusion's falling away, but Beck is talking with like his special effects expert, and the guy is essentially saying like it's all lost, like we're screwed. Yeah, and Beck's like no. I forget how he says it, but he essentially is just like, I'm playing the long game yeah, he's, or he's, something. He's like, I'm still going to get him. Chess. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and so at this point, you're like, well, what could that be? Um, so a bunch of stuff happens, and you can maybe stop me if you want to actually dive into that. But no, long I'm good. story short, I'm good. Yeah, the drones just melt back. Like they shoot him Yeah, uh, because... At a certain point, Peter's able to take control of Edith again. Then he can drive the drones. Yeah. He drives the drones wearing the sunglasses. They blow up Beck. And well, he like, doesn't purposefully blow up Beck. I think it just kind of happens because Peter doesn't mean to kill him. Yeah, it's like it's like a misfire. Yeah, something. So because Spider-Man doesn't kill, but there is but. some interaction where, like, Peter wearing the glasses says to like execute the command that results in the drones firing yeah if i recall yeah that sounds right and like beck sort of like encourages this to happen in a way uh which is kind of weird at the time you're like it's there's something there. there's something kind of off about it especially because they have peter say the word execute again yes i think that he says the word execute to execute the the like stopping of the drones that's it so he says like it's and i think and, when and it, as when a viewer happened, you're kind of like well that was weird phrasing why would we do that right why would we say execute yeah. to stop something um <clears throat> does beck die i can't even remember what he happens does i or at least it's like heavily implied that he yeah dies. it's implied that he dies um but everybody is safe peter and mj like mj like runs up to peter finds him and they have like their first kiss um it's not the eiffel tower but and i don't know if this is the moment but basically what happens is at a certain point the uh necklace that peter got for her in venice got broken his plan didn't work out but he gives it to her and she's like i actually like it better this way and you're like of course you do because you're cool yeah uh and uh and then the, they're together. Yeah, it's good. He's got a girlfriend. And basically, it's just like, all right, let's go back to New York. They yeah. go to New York, and I think that it. I don't think it's a post credit where well, she and him meet up for a date, and he's yeah. Spider Man, and she's he swings her through the city, and he swings her through the city. We also have to note that that um, unfortunately Ned and Betty did their relationship did not survive the trip. It's, but they but it's amicable amicable yes. breakup. They're gonna stay friends. Yes, there's it's great because Ned is just yeah. like, you know, sometimes people just grow apart. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so beautiful <laughs> and charming and funny. And then they get each other like a um, mocha or something. I don't know. Yeah. It's cute. It's funny. Um there's like a final scene where the hot guy is like, why doesn't anybody believe me that spider or that <laughs> Peter Parker's a dick? Yeah. Like And it's like it's so irritating it does not work. It's weird. Um 
Um, and so the, anyway, they go. Yeah, he takes MJ swinging through the city. It looks kind of stomach churning, but then you're reminded like Spider Man is best when he has the big buildings because oh, he is you, just like the minute he's swinging kinetic. through New York, yeah. you realize what was missing this whole movie, which was Spider Man swinging around a big city. Yeah. and like you can't do it outside of New York. Like New York is the one of the only places in the world that has the density of skyscrapers at the height that you need. Yeah, to actually do it, and Europe is potentially the worst candidate. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of it is very. You're right. It's very interesting, and it's it's really shocking to like get that kinetic energy. It's so refreshing, end, and you're just like, I really wish we had done more <laughs> of this exactly. instead of having like spi- like night monkey, like, yes, uh, uh, looping like, around. It, it really reminds you why you like Spider Man. Yes, in this, yeah. in a way that you up until that point didn't know you were missing. Yeah, because like the whole they try and like do stuff with like. Like with London and like the eye, maybe the eye doesn't even come into it. But like the Tower of London and stuff. Like, like he's kind of like not the same. Yeah, man. it does. None of it feels the same. Um, but anyway, they land in Times Square, right? Yes, they land in Times Square, where and, all the screens are. And uh, it's not weird to anybody that this teenage girl is hanging out with Spider Man. Well, but I think it's fun because in Spider Man, he could just be a Times Square performer. That's true. That's, that's the beauty point. of that's the beauty of going to Times Square. But, uh, Spider Man. But Peter, I think he's, he's also on top of a lamppost or something. Yeah. So Peter Parker's spot is about to be blown up, though. Oh, in a big way. So all of a sudden, on the big screen, um, uh, we get J. Jonas Jameson, played by a uh, veteran actor, veteran Jake, J- <laughs> veteran J. Jonah Jameson he's an actor, <laughs> J.K. Simmons, uh, and he is now. And I do appreciate this as a turn, although it seems like a little mean for J. Jonah Jameson in a way, but he's basically Alex Jones. And to me, I never thought in my very limited experience of Spider-Man, which is really limited to like the Tobey Maguire movies and a couple of the like Carnage era Spider-Man books, uh, which I just had. I don't know what what happened there. But anyways, J. Jonah Jameson never seemed like Alex Jones. He just seemed like a dick. Yeah, I... uh, there's a difference between like owning the Daily Bugle and being Alex Jones. <laughs> I hope like there's a uh, owning like a conservative leaning newspaper yeah. and like being. I don't know. I don't know what to call Alex Jones. Honestly, <laughs> a psychopath yeah. who believes in human animal chimeras. Um, he takes off his shirt at any given opportunity <laughs> to eat sausage. <laughs> like J. Um, Jonah Jameson is not. This I guy. hope a little bit better than that. So we are introduced to J. Jonah Jameson again. Um, and just what is what does he say? So basically, he's just like, "We got us a new scoop," <laughs> uh, and he shows a video which is clearly constructed from footage that Beck took in the final moments on that bridge, where it appears that Spider-Man is responsible for the drone attack on London because he's saying "execute" while wearing the glasses, and that like. You know, Spider-Man masterminded this entire thing. Also, more importantly, reveals the identity of Spider-Man as Peter Parker. Movie ends. Movie ends. Yeah, that's actually the mid-credit sequence too. I know um, it's kind of yeah. weird because well, but isn't that because think, like they're swinging over the credits? That might be. the I case. think that's how. Yeah, it works. there's probably something like that going on. Um, there's a post-credit sequence as well. Do you want to just knock that out now? Yeah, let's talk about sense. it because God, man. Okay, we find out that um, we see Fury and Maria Hill are uh, like just like driving around in a car, talking and about talking about stuff or like, something. I, I think that they're talking about like how hard it is to be them in a yes. weird way or something. Yeah, it like is like it is just a difficult it it's is like, difficult work, and yeah. then they slowly transform into Skrull 
including Ben Mendelsohn reprising yes. his role as uh, Talos. They are everyone's favorite characters from everyone's favorite Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. Man, I mean, I love Ben Mendelsohn, and I, uh, but like, it is, it's just inscrutable that they got him to do this, unless if he is going to be a major character, because then we cut from that to like, he's like, he then c- makes a call, and we see that he is calling Nick Fury, who seems to be on a beach somewhere. No, well, yeah, Nick Fury declines his call. Oh, okay. And then walks out from the beach, and we realize that the beach is actually just like an illusion on this scroll spaceship from, like, which I think is the Marvel spaceship. Yeah. Uh, where apparently Nick Fury now lives. It just and it just like this is the point is just to tell us that Nick Fury ha- needed a vacation, so he went up on a scroll spaceship. Well, or, to me, it was like, like, is Nick Fury retired? And then we just have scrolls running the Avengers Initiative. Yeah, and like, what it is that? It doesn't make any sense. There's no context. I can't. Tell it seems to undermine everything I give a shit about. It, is it a is it a plot point or is a it a joke or is it just like a joke? I mean, I think a little L column A, a little column B. It definitely like explains why they didn't realize that that dude was playing them <laughs> because they, they had these scroll amateurs here i mean yeah i guess i, I don't, don't know, know. It, the, whole thing, the whole thing the whole thing is very it, it really kind of like tweaks me in a way i don't like no i did not like it i thought it was a very bad way to go out agreed Ag- um, like that's not how i want this to when end when i can't man. tell if something is a plot point or a long joke totally and either way yes. if it were either it would still be bad <laughs> yeah, neither is solves not, it yeah is not is not a good sign no that's a great so, point so how do, i think we've been pretty clear about how we feel about this movie there's really good parts of this movie and then but they are overwhelmed i think at the end of the day by the parts of this movie that just don't work on like a base level yeah and, and those are like the actual important parts unfortunately i completely agree this movie is i don't know i don't really have like on a basic level i think that like if you're a spider-man movie take spider-man out of new york you probably didn't write the right one yeah and i you know unless he goes to like shanghai or like some chinese china has like a lot of skyscrapers or dubai like you said well they you know they actually have just like one 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 or two big i want to see him like run up the side of that yeah like if he jumps off the top of the burj khalifa or whatever it's called isn't that what it's called i don't know it's just the big one it's the one that uh that vin diesel drives a car through yeah exactly fate of the furious if you if that would be cool yeah um but outside of new york Spider-Man is just not Spider-Man. Like yeah, I, I don't agree. know. It's 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 I as someone who isn't even like a big like New York person. New York. I can't even do a New York accent. I didn't. Hey. Hey. <laughs> We're doing Jersey. Tony Ravioli. <laughs> Gabagoo. <laughs> uh, 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 Tony Soprano. Sopranos. Man, who do you think? We've already had the conversation. I was about to ask who you think... Um, Gandolfini would have played. Gandolfini would have played, and we've already had this conversation <laughs> about the fact that Gandolfini would have been in these movies for sure. Oh, dude, he is he is exactly the level of actor who would have done really well in here. Yeah. And I guess the question is, do we think like mid-level agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I, I was thinking, like, could he play Kingpin? He's not, maybe he's not quite tall enough to play Kingpin. I think he could do it. But like, I think, I think they'd do it. Yeah. They would do it. Yeah. If they were ranking a movie that had Kingpin in it, he would be in it. Yeah. Because I mean, he's just, he's got like the gravitas yeah, he's, to he's be like, I believe need. that this man can control, <laughs> can control a crime syndicate. I don't know why. I just get the scene. Yeah. From just him. a vibe. Just a, he's a, it's like he was born to do this. <laughs> Strange. Um, so, uh, yeah, this movie, I almost like don't have enough to say about it. And I don't know. I think that your assessment at the very beginning of this, that this movie 
cooled you after Endgame. It cooled the fire of Endgame. Oh, completely. And it just I, extinguished it. And the water monster just, just dunked that dunked thing. Dunked it, and the effects were great, but yeah. the but but the fire is gone. It is. I feel exactly the same way. Um, and in in a sense, I'm kind of okay with that. I'm not. It's not like the way that I would have preferred this to go out. But like, if if I have to, like, I'm I'm glad that I don't have like. You know what? No, I'm not okay with it. I still would have rather have had like something really exciting w- to look forward to in the future. Like I wanted them, I wanted them to open up the world more. And yes. I legitimately thought that that the end scene, that the post credit scene, was going to be like um, multiverse is real. The multiverse is real. Yeah, yeah, because you go whip from one to the other in the movie, whereas like yes. multiverse is not real, and then like tell us actually the multiverse is real, and that opens it up for whatever comes next in the Marvel sure. universe. And I feel as though maybe that maybe that's the obvious decision, but like it is shocking to me that that is not the one that they went with. No, I'm a hundred percent with you. I, I, when we watched this movie, I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was like great. Yeah. And then in the following days, I just kind of like calcified against it. And it's, similarly, I sort of like resented it. Yeah. In this weird way where I, I feel like it sort of cheapened a lot of the other Marvel movies or it like pulled me back to earth and made me realize like, I don't know. It never commits to the big feelings and big themes fully that like yeah. kind of would follow on Endgame. Yeah. Like like you have this theme, you have the, th- the theme of like Peter being like, am I a worthy successor to Tony? You have the theme of like Peter needing some sort of like, parental parental male figure. parental figure and male happy's par- yeah. kind of kind of there, there but he's not we but should happy, say that happy, happy and marissa tomei are actually together. yes they do get together um well but, but neither of them can agree on what their relationship status is yeah charming. how serious it is it's very good um i think that like happy is not does not have the the experience that spider-man has on a day-to-day basis whereas tony has <laughs> what are you trying tony, to say yeah. he he's held his own, that he's his own suitcase hero. that one time while whiplash cut a car in half <laughs> i forgot about Mickey Rourke being in these movies. Oh, he's great. Man, this has been a journey. Man, do you... But the opening of Iron Man 2, when he's oh, like... Oh, man. This is just like, just like man just, pounding metal. Speaking yeah. of getting chills, when he watches Tony Stark say, I am Iron Man, and then he goes and makes that thing. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <sighs> just kind of want to watch Iron Man again. Iron Man 2, you mean? Both. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just do it all again? Uh. <laughs> what if we just do it on a loop until we die? I just need a year. How about if we we watch them all again, um, and then before ne- before our next recording, and then we just recap all of them in one recording? That's an incredible. Idea. But we rearrange it so that it's chronological. Oh yeah. So um, we start we start with the opening scene of Thor: The Dark World, which is chronologically the first thing that happens, mm-hmm. and then so we everything we watch has to be like in chronological order. Yeah, that's not going to be hard at all. No, I think we can manage. I'll I'm, cut it together you know, in iMovie. You know the funny thing is that I'm sure that someone has created a list of how to watch all the scenes. There's probably a way to do that. I'll bet you that somebody like on some dark torrent of the internet, there is like a 72 hour long thing that you can just watch that does that. Yeah. Um. In any case, the last thing I want to say is that I just kind of left this movie and realized I didn't really care. And I don't know if that's like partially because like I am tangentially aware of the 
contract stuff involved with Spider-Man and Sony and Marvel. And, and Spider-Man like, might not be back for all Well, and there is a feeling in this movie where there's something different about this movie that I can't put my finger on, and I assume that's what it is. It's all the Sony product placement, I think. There is definitely that. Yeah. Like, man, no, it's, people it's, are using those Sony phones. That's why he got that PS5. <laughs> uh, but people are using Sony phones in this movie, and you're like, do they still make Sony phones? Yeah. Just like James Bond. Did you hear about how Daniel Craig at one point they were like, you got to use a Sony phone in this shot because, you know, TriStar yeah. or whatever. And he was like, James Bond would only use the best phone, though. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. And and then they forced him to do it. <laughs> but like there it's I think about that a lot. Yeah. And I think about how rough Makes that sense. is. The poor guy. Uh, but I mean, he is an actor. He can treat. I think that that's you can a, pretend it's you the can best. Pretend it's the best one. <laughs> you try, can pretend try, it's a yeah, it's try a, acting, dear boy. <laughs> <laughs> Nokia N-Gage. <laughs> um, plays Tomb Raider. So where do we think? <laughs> yeah, do you have James Bond playing Tomb Raider on one of his like transatlantic flights? Oh, it's good. Where do we think this movie falls, dude? I in don't the ranking, freaking this know. Is the last read, read to me the current list. Is the current list, and I will determine where it belongs. Um, at number one, we have Captain America, the Winter Soldier. At number two, we have Iron Man, the first Iron Man. No, you did that wrong. Winter Soldier is not number one. Civil War. Civil War. You're right. Let's restart. At number one, we have Your Cap- voice also, you went to radio voice when we I decided know. to read this. Because I, I know that I'm locked in for just reading something. So mm. I, if I'm, I'm just locked in, I'm just going to do this. At number one, we have Captain <laughs> America, Civil like War. You it sounds like a death march. Is it, wait, wait, just, no. Let's bring the Captain at number one, we have Captain America, Civil War. At number two, we have Iron Man, the first Iron Man. <laughs> number three, we have Black Panther. <laughs> number four is Avengers Endgame. Man, I like that game. I, I like Endgame a lot. I like that game, too. I like that game <laughs> Why'd it have to end? Uh, number five, we have Spider-Man Homecoming, because that is a good movie. That is a good movie. Number six, we have Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Number seven is Iron uh, is Avengers Infinity War. Number eight is Guardians of the Galaxy. You look like you're going to say something. You brought that that mic up close. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought you were going to say something. I thought you were going to spit game about Guardians, and I was going to have to no. jump into the breach here. No, nine, nine is Avengers. Uh, Ten is Iron Man 3. Eleven is Avengers Age of Ultron. Twelve is Doctor Strange. At 13 is Thor the Dark World. Too low. Could always be higher. <laughs> um, at 14 is Captain America, the first Avenger. At 15 is Iron Man 2. Probably could be higher. 16 <laughs> is Thor Ragnarok. That's right where it belongs. Right down here where... I just saw Jojo Rabbit uh, recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Taika Waititi makes good movies. Sometimes. It's actually remarkable to me watching Jojo Rabbit how much uh, directorial vision it has in terms of just like the way it looks. And that was really missing from um, Thor. Thor Yeah, they try to do like an 80s kind of like synthscape look. But it it never actually plays quite right to me. But uh, you know what? I did leave Jojo Rabbit like... I want to see that next Guardians Thor crossover that he's doing. I guess because that must be what I've he's not doing. The right? dude off. I don't know. I've, it's called Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Well, and to his credit, final note on this: he is doing the thing where he does a Marvel movie, does his own movie, does. Yes. You know what I mean? And yeah. I to me, that's like if I'm a director, that's exactly where. You oh want yeah, to be. I agree. I have no issue with his decisions. I just thought that Thor Ragnarok was just a letdown. Yeah, for me as well. It's just like it's just like does not. It's, it's there's some good jokes, but like just not, doesn't work as a movie. Yeah. Um. Also doesn't work as a movie quite so much. It's 17, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Dang. Uh, followed by 18, Captain Marvel. God, I want 
wanted that to be good. So did I. I want someone to recut that. 19 is Thor. 20 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, a truly bad movie, followed by <laughs> Ant-Man at 21. Number 22 has a question mark next to it, but I don't think it's Spider-Man. No, it's coming. not Spider-Man. Uh, or Far From Home. At number 23, then we have The Incredible Hulk. Never to be never to be displaced, The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, no, it's 23 with a bullet. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what are we looking at This here? is the final... The final one. Yeah, this is difficult. I can't read your handwriting. What? That's <laughs> because no one was meant to read this other than what me. What movie is that? Is which one? It looks like it says Duct Street. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. I'm not going to write the whole title of nah, that's movie. That's probably smart. I've got my... I, that's why Captain Marvel is Captain Marv. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, I, th- I think that this is somewhere around Thor the Dark World. I do, too. But I think it must be worse than it because of our love for Thor, Thor the, Dark the Dark World. World. Yeah, but I also don't know like how much. I we don't it... think it's necessarily better than the first Captain America, though. So that's then yeah. it starts getting low. Yeah. Do you like this movie more than Thor Ragnarok? I think it's funnier than Thor Ragnarok. I I agree. I think that has to do with like my sense of humor, though. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of this has to do with our sense of humor, right? Like, do you think this movie is better than Iron Man Two? Probably a little bit. Just a little bit. It's hard for me, man. The jokes are good. The thing about it is that the jokes are so good and it has like elements there, but it doesn't disappoint me like quite the way that it doesn't turn into a trash fire the way that Captain Marvel does. Well, no, it's, we're, another, we're, it's, it's already another, placing above Captain no, Marvel. No, 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 definitely. But I'm just saying to compare it to Captain Marvel is a movie that has a lot of potential. That none just, of it's realized this that, is like 50 yeah. percent of it's realized yeah exactly but it's like unlike so like i don't with with some of these movies i just think that there's no potential there to begin it with hmm. um, i feel like there's always potential I don't know. does this does this explain the difference between us possibly interesting i just i don't know i can't even imagine what that means um okay this is our longest deliberation. No, uh, Endgame was longer than this. And so was... Uh, this is our quietest deliberation. That's true. I'm just thinking a lot. It's hard. Because this is the final puzzle piece. I mean, I feel like we should switch Iron Man 2 and 3, but, you know, who am I? Yeah, uh, I don't think that that's actually, that's actually earned. Okay. I think that we put it at 14 below Thor The Dark World. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Matt, please... Read us the new canonical list, which you're apparently going to try to insert this from memory. This is going to go terribly. At number one, we have Captain America Civil War. At number two, we have Iron Man, the first Iron Man. At number three, we have Black Panther. At number four, we have Avengers Endgame. At number five, we have Spider-Man Homecoming. At number six is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. At number seven is Avengers Infinity War. Eight is Guardians of the Galaxy. Nine is the Avengers. 10 is Iron Man 3, 11 is Avengers Age of Ultron, 12 is Doctor Strange, 13 is Thor the Dark World, 14 is Spider-Man Far From Home, 15 is Captain America the First Avenger, 16 is Iron Man 2, 17 is Thor Ragnarok, 18 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, 19 is Captain Marvel, 20 is Thor, 21 is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, 22 is Ant-Man. And at number 23, completing our list of the 23 Marvel movies, is The Incredible Hulk. I'm sorry I doubted you. You did great. I was really worried. Actually, I was sweating there. <laughs> um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Is this, is this the last time that we're ever going to talk about Marvel movies? Together? Yeah. 
No. Well, recording ourselves. Oh no, we're. I mean, I I think that we're gonna do some more. What do what do we got What do we got lined up for our next podcast? I feel like we need a retrospective to unpack. Too. I agree. I think that I the I think that you you can hear it in our conversation today and our our desire to talk about some of the earlier movies. Um, uh, yes. And like, I want to talk about like where we are. What we should do is we should probably listen to that episode where we where we announced that we were going to do this. <laughs> We encourage you to do this too, listener. That was to like kind a of like year see, and a half ago. yeah, a year and a half ago to see like where we were regarding this journey. Well, never forget that we named the first one. We had to force ourselves to do this. I think this this tells us a lot. And frankly, my greatest regret about this journey is that we didn't understand in the first one what the format should be, so that the Iron Man one is always just going to be about E three, and then like us just being like, I liked it. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man was better than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. And Which, then the Incredible Hulk was where we committed to a format. Well, that was where we realized what we needed to do because people, we, I think in that one, we did not assume that anyone had seen the Incredible Hulk, so we yes. had to tell you what happened. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think we're going to do a little retrospective, maybe give out some awards. Uh, yeah. If we can get Robert to come on the show, uh, ideally. I, yeah. Is he alive? Do people call Robert Downey Jr. Bob? Bob do Downey? His, do his friends call him Bob Downey? Yeah, they've got to. There's no way. Bob D. Is that surreal? That is weird. That is weird. Bobby D. Wait, am I him? Am, this is this am, is this is the the post credits twist. I am Iron Man. I, I am Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man, am I? Uh, I am Iron Man. Um, um, yeah, I think a retrospective will be will be healthy. I think yeah, I think we got to go back. We got to digest. It. Honestly, like we, I, we just had I the can't meal believe it's over. <laughs> I, honestly, it's very surreal to me too. I know, but we just had the meal and we got to go on a walk. That's, we're gonna yes. we're gonna go. We're gonna walk and talk. Yes, we're gonna put is... the the sounds of our walk into the background. Um, just our, our crunching on leaves as we take this fall this hike. autumnal hike and yeah. discuss uh, the Marvel films. the Marvel movies as we out of breath <laughs> movies that came out like a year ago at least. Um, I think that yeah, I think a retrospective will be good. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I agree. And then we've got some plans. We do have some plans, but I think we're going to keep those secret. For yeah, now. those are those are top secret. <laughs> not even not even Shield knows about them. Although yeah. the, the scroll might, I have no idea what those people. Well, yeah, and we don't even know. You could be a scroll. I, I mean, I've not been texting about. Are it. you a scroll? I'm not a scroll. That's what you'd say if you. That were is, one. That's exactly what a scroll would say. <laughs>